In the collapse, you will be way more physically active. You'll be chopping wood, you'll be planting food, and you'll be patrolling. You can't do all that stuff if you're out of shape. In this episode, we'll tell you the story of what we personally did that worked and didn't work. You'll learn a lot, and you'll get motivated. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in 3, 2, 1. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my partner in life and co-host on the show, Glenn Tate. Well, hello and welcome, listeners. You know, in the collapse, you will be way more physically active. You'll be chopping wood, you'll be planting food, and you'll be patrolling. You can't do all that stuff if you're out of shape. In this episode, we'll tell you the story of what we personally did that worked and didn't work. You'll learn a lot and you'll get motivated. Well, let me tell you what I know does work to keep me energized and to keep me focused and to keep me awake. Is it a drug? No. Oh, no, it's not a drug. Well, uh, to me, it could be considered a drug because I'm an addict. No, it's Minimum Coffee. They are the exclusive roasters of the I Miss America blend, which is wonderful. If you go to our website at prepping2-0.com and click on Friends and Affiliates, you'll find them there along with a really great coupon code. We fully love Minuteman Coffee. One, it's an awesome coffee. Two, they are 100% American, constitutional-loving, veteran-supporting, first responder-supporting, support the police, all-American, red, white, and blue. You'll get a constitution in every order kind of company. Exactly. Well, hey, everybody, let's get into it. We have a topic we've been asked to discuss. We discussed it once a long, long time ago, and we're going to come back and revisit it again. And that's how to be prepper fit. And when she says we addressed it a long time ago, she means like December 2018. It was like episode number four. It was the, in the very, very it beginning. It was before we were so magnificently well produced by our producer who shall remain nameless. He or she shall remain exactly. nameless. Well, because, you know, we're not gender specific. When, nope. when Anyway, um, the other thing I want to just put out there before we really dive into this is both Glenn and I have gone through health issues yeah. since then. And we want to give you a little bit more history on that. I think it, we have more of a mature exactly. perspective. I don't mean mature in the sense of age. I mean mature in the sense of learned lessons. fullness of life. Yeah, yes. we've learned some lessons along the way. So one thing we're just going to acknowledge right off the bat is we're all getting older. Yeah. And we know this because we've gone and met many of you at prepping conferences and, uh, you know, book signings. And we're not young folks. The days of of the team being in their 20s and um, me being in my 40s and, and rolling around the countryside and doing good things for good people. Um, yeah, that's that's a little bit outdated now. We're a little bit older. And um, if there's one thing that is true. It's that time marches on and we're all getting older. So as we're getting older, we're going to, here's the truth pill that we're all going to take here. We are are facing, as you get older, chronic conditions, uh, aches and pains. When I say chronic conditions, I'm thinking things like diabetes, things like, you know, a bum knee, things chronic being, it will be with you always and you are going to have to manage it. Another thing that comes on with age and this is affecting a lot of people in pretty dramatic ways, you all of a sudden, some of you, become allergic to oh, foods yeah. that you weren't otherwise allergic to. And it, it has a big impact. And we'll address a lot of the specialty dietary restrictions and how that relates to prepping when it comes to food storage. We'll talk about that in the after show. But that's not the point here. The point here is, is that now in the fullness of time since we recorded that back in 2018, We've seen all these changes to ourselves. We're a little bit less invincible. <laughs> There's a George you are, Strait, maybe. yeah, <laughs> George Strait song about that young troubadour. Um, anyway, so we're going to talk about what to do about it. And we've started off rather depressingly talking about how we're all getting old and falling apart. But there's hope. There's hope, and there's stuff you can do, and there's stuff we've done right, and stuff we've done wrong. That, as usual, this is an experiential um, show. We 
we tell you what has worked for us and what hasn't worked. And we're, we're very happy to talk about things that haven't worked because we don't care about looking dumb because we want to get the information out. And why go through something that you don't have to go through if you can just listen to us and say, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. And Well, and to add to that, we're kind of laying out a foundational breadth of knowledge here before we get make this really apply to prepping. So bear with us. This is not right. the the Dr. Oz show where we're going to tell you all about good health things. No, um, we want to kind of lay out the reasons why. So we're getting older. There's chronic conditions. And with getting older, I noticed it when I turned 40. And I noticed it even more when I turned 50 is all of a sudden the doctor's like, Oh, you're over 40. You need to have starts checking boxes. This, this, this done, this done, and this done. These are all these preventative procedures. For women, it's the mammograms. For men, it's the colonoscopies. It's the heart stuff. It's the, it's the, all of these preventative things that you need to have done. And you're like, holy crow, how many doctor's appointments can I have in six months? Don't ignore those. No. Do them. If, if there's one lesson that we learned from all the health crises, we went through in 2021 it is do not let those go go glenn yeah as some of you may know and we have so many new listeners every single episode that you may not know in 2020 um i was told that i needed to have a colonoscopy and that has a preventative measure yeah um now i tried to have a colonoscopy but the idiot governor of washington state decided to shut down all of the hospitals to so-called elective procedures. Elective and preventative. Yeah. Yeah. And so my colonoscopy was canceled. That's the fault of the idiotic governor because to not understand that you would have people dying because they didn't get preventative care is so foundational. Honestly, probably an eight-year-old could have come to that conclusion, but not... The idiot left-wing governor and of Washington. He's still the State. governor, by the way. Oh, of course, he'll he'll be the governor for life. They love him there, and so I did not get a colonoscopy, and uh, I got colon cancer. And February of twenty twenty-one, yep. because the only really form of medical care accessible during COVID lockdowns was going to the ER. Yep, and that's what we did, and, and we, that's where it was diagnosed. Yep, exactly. So, um, and not to be gross, I know we have family listeners. The reason we went to the ER is this um, problem manifested itself in me not having a bowel movement for three weeks. And if you want to understand what pain is, that would be it. That would be it. So that's how it got dealt with. So when we say Do your get maintenance. Presented maintenance stuff, I know what you're saying. You're saying, well, aren't they talking about living in a socialist state in which they tried to get their maintenance done and it didn't get done? That's that's a detail. What you need to take away from this is find a way to make it work. Had we known what we know now, we would have driven to Idaho or Montana. And gotten a colonoscopy. And got a, gotten a colonoscopy and paid for it out of network and all of that other stuff. This, this applies not only to things like colonoscopies, it applies to, I'm a big believer in this, dental work. Yes. You have to get your preventative dental work done. Don't put it off because if you think it, it's painful now or expensive now, wait until there's no anesthesia because the trucks have stopped rolling. Yes. So to add to the colonoscopy discussion, so ladies and gentlemen, recently I'm starting to fall into that category where my doctor said, oh, you're at that age, you need a colonoscopy. So I had one done recently because I can, I live in Freedom, Montana. And here's the difference between my experience and Glenn's. I'm laying on the table. They're about to put me into the nice, lovely sleep after 24 hours of the the clean out that they do to you. I was tired and I was, yes, please put me to sleep. And he said to me, so, you know, the doctors explained to me what he's about to do and I get it. And he said, and if we see any polyps or anything, we'll zap them right then and there. That's what should have been Glenn's experience yes. at his colonoscopy. Where two it, years ago, it should have been a we're doing it. We we see a growth. We're going to zap it because we're in here. Instead, we ended up with full full and and praise God, no yeah. more. We right now all the scans that you've had to, to has post cancer treatment have been clean and good. And we're going to keep it that way. We're going to talk more about that too. So, uh, so put aside the whole, just we're in a collapse. Just put that aside. Yeah. This is a fundamental point. And if you don't mind me amplifying this, what we're about to talk about in roughly the first half of this show applies, even if there wasn't an ongoing unfolding collapse, 
this applies and and pardon us for saying you know the basic health like you know go to the dentist and stuff like that but a lot of folks in our community and and i am guilty of this i was past tense guilty of this a lot of us think of preventative we, we don't like the medical system and mm-hmm. there's a, not, a and lot there's not a, to like and there's about a it good reason we have trust issues we get it we have trust issues exactly and so and i'm particularly talking to guys now there's a little bit of an attitude that <laughs> preventative medical care is for weenies um no it is not how is your family going to depend on you and how are you going to provide for your family if you're either dead or you have a debilitating illness because you didn't do something preventative. The entire prepping mindset is about understanding that bad things can happen and taking reasonable steps in advance to make sure that you either eliminate or lessen the bad things that can happen. You need to apply that prepping mindset to your own health. It is so weird that that people, and, and again, I fell into this. I am oh, guilty yeah. of this. People will prioritize having ham radio connections before they'll prioritize getting a colonoscopy that they need to have done. I, it, it's weird. It's illogical, but I fell into it. And so please, you know, even though this is a prepping show, please let, allow us to lay the foundation right. because we feel so strongly about it. Because why? We've experienced it. And to an extent, we did it wrong. I did right. it wrong. I mean, I should have, I should have got in the truck and driven to Idaho right. is what I should have done. Um, oh yeah, and I would have I would have gone with you. Yeah, because and I think I I've said that even when you were in the midst of all of that, I put it out there saying if I had known what I know now and how we 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 lost that opportunity to be preventive, and now we're in now we're in uh, trying to recover. So I agree. <clears throat> but going back to, can I, are you done? No, I am. Yes. So going back to, so put aside just the idea of the, cl- of the collapse that we're in, just put that aside, just normal everyday living. What we do now, whatever age you're at, I'm in my early fifties, will pay off dividends when I'm older. Kind of like storing food exactly. and buying gold and silver and having a gun. What does that look like? So let me give you my kind of end of that. We talked about this in show number four. In 2000 and I have to think about it, 10, I was incredible. I was incredibly heavy. Nine, this, by the way, sorry to interrupt you. It's shocking to see this. She, I kid you not. I swear to God, this is true. She showed me a picture of her in 2010. I honestly didn't believe it was her. It doesn't look like me. She was that unrecognizable. When she says she was heavy, she was very heavy. I was heavy. obese. I was clinically obese. If you looked at my medical record, they would put obese. I'm like, why are you doing that? Well, th- look at the number next to it, Missy. Yeah. <laughs> so in 2010, after a whole lot of years of yo-yoing and trying to figure out how to keep the weight off, I, we'll talk about this later. I got the weight off. It took me two years. And I've kept it off. It's now 10 years yes, later. I've kept it off with a few fluctuations, five to 10 pounds fluctuations here. And that's okay. I can handle that. Uh, not much more than that. But, um, and I became a runner. I started running in 2012. I ran my first half marathon in 2012. I've run several since then. I'm working back towards that because I've had a knee injury that's really bogged me down. And I don't want to exacerbate that for my older years. So, and when I was in about my mid-40s going to the doctor, it, it, she, she at the time, she was shocked at my age. You look like a 35-year-old. You don't look like a 45-year-old. And, and I know what she's talking about because I look at 40, at the time I was looking at 45-year-olds around me. I'm seeing obese people. I'm seeing um, people with um, knee and ankle problems. I'm seeing diabetes. I'm seeing old age sort of ailments. And we, I had that discussion with my doctor, and she's like, those are all things that if you control your weight, you don't have to worry about. And if you're worrying about it now, you cannot imagine the worry that you're going to have in 20 years in your mid-60s. And you're looking at end-of-life issues in your mid-60s where, as right now, what you're doing, you're keeping your, your body um, BMI down, your my body mass index down. I'm, in other words, I'm controlling my weight and controlling my exercise. You, she said to me, will have a vibrant 60-year-old decade. You won't be suffering. You won't be um, having all the ailments because you've, you've got that figured out. So I say that now as a 53-year-old, 
same things going on. I don't look like I'm 35 anymore, but people certainly don't believe that I'm 53 because I take care of myself and I do the maintenance and, and I do all those things. And, and a couple of points to add to that, talking about quality of life in the future, if you do a few things now, it's not only quality of life, which is huge. I mean, that is kind of the most important secular thing, at least. Um, the other thing is, is that when you're, say, 60 and completely messed up because you've been heavy your whole life, you're not going to be able to run away from gangs. I mean, uh, to just be totally blunt and stark, there's that. The other thing to keep in mind is there very likely will not be any, either any medical care or anything approaching to what we currently have in the future. Uh, nobody expects the quality of health care and the price to be better in right. the future than right now. And so much like, you know, getting food now and having it for the future. I mean, we how many times have we talked about food and how we got it in 2020 or 2019 before the pandemic and how we've paid so much less money for food that we can now enjoy. Right. That same principle applies to your own medical care. And if anything, I think taking care of yourself medically is probably more important than stocking up food. And there's a reason I say that. You can always, even in bad future times, you can always buy food, you can grow food, you can barter for food. There's a million things you can do to get something that everybody else needs. And that is not true if you are constantly obese and you're blowing out your knees and your ankles and you've got high blood sugar and it's just destroying your body. You know, there's no coming back from that. And so take the time, take the effort and a little bit of money now invest. And I mean that in every sense of the word invest in your health now because you're going to need it in the future and you're not going to be able to wave a magic wand and get all better in the future. It's hard enough to have a magic wand now. It's going to be impossible in the future. Well, and I would argue alongside that point, this is actually one of the cheapest things you can do. Yeah. Compared to going out there and, and stocking up on meat or stocking up on freeze-dried food. This is cheap. This yeah. is the, the expense to doing this is your time. And that is more valuable than money these days, right? This assumes you have decent health care insurance, which not everybody does. We right. understand that. And so obviously we're not suggesting you do something that's impossible, but we are suggesting you do things that are possible. And that's our point. Right. So and, and what I'm talking about, and just so that you know where the confusion was, I'm talking about just take you taking the time to take care of yourself, whether it be diet, exercise or whatever. That doesn't cost anything. Yes, oh, yes going to the right. doctor. You're yes, very right. there, that's what I'm talking about. So let's let's take that a step further. Diet. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But my, I think the best measurement, the best metric for good health that covers it all, and you'll, you've heard me talk about that in show number four and show today is your BMI. It's body mass index. It's a real. All you have to do is Google BMI. I'm sorry. Put it in your search engine yes. and put in BMI and you will find a chart out there that says put in your height and put in your current weight and you can see where you land. If you're in a normal green zone on, there's a zone, generally there's a zone and they'll differentiate it depending on the chart. If you're in the normal range or not, I spent a good portion of my adult years not in that range. Um, I do fall in there now and I have for the last 10 years. So find where you need to go, where what your weight is that you need to be on that chart. I don't care what healthcare provider, what doctor, what dietitian, what nutritionist, they're all going to have their different charts. That one is facts only, ma'am. That will tell you what you need to know. Any thoughts? No. Well, just one about BMI, and I'm slightly contradicting what you're saying. Okay. It's been my experience that BMI is almost an ideal um, weight and height in and I, there are people that I know that to me seem pretty much in shape that that are outside of the BMI green zone. And I Interesting. think, that, yeah, I think that the BMI green zone kind of it almost reminded me of of weights of people back in the 30s and 40s. And now that's, I guess, but great. That, but that was probably more normal than right now. Oh, absolutely. The, the average American right now, the average American is 
obese. Absolutely. And it was great. I saw on uh, on Facebook, of all places, a picture of a um, bunch of people on a beach, looked like the East Coast, you know, where they all crowd on the beach and stuff like that in the summer. And um, it was from 1970. And there were people of all ages, you know, all ethnic groups. And there's nobody. They were, they were every single one of them out of the hundred or so in the photo. They were what we would call thin now. And it was normal back then. It's before we had all this garbage food and we had sugar is in everything. Sugar is in everything. And we had food was too convenient. Food is is too convenient now. I know that sounds weird. When we're sedentary and we sit in front of video games and and computers now, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in in the people in the picture from 1970, when they were kids, they were out riding bikes and doing stuff and playing cops and robbers and running around and, you know, I don't know, hopscotch and just being active kids. And they just did that as a lifestyle. I mean, we've all seen that sizes of portions have have gone up significantly the size of plates even oh my gosh, have gone yes. up significantly so yes i mean i will say that that 1970 body type is indeed a goal and bmi carries it out but i mean it's, I, it's hard to get there though yeah i don't it, want people being too hard on themselves no but wherever your number is in the bmi try to get closer to the normal line let's say that yeah I, oh, it's interesting when i when i first lost that weight years and years ago um, and my father saw me for the first time after that. He's like, oh, my gosh, you're, you're too thin. You need to eat it. And I put, put it to the BMI chart. I'm like, I fall within normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then there's those. Anyway, so let's go on, though. Um, when you do that, when you find your ideal weight that where you are healthy, and, and I'll say this, too, going back to the BMI. For sure, talk to your doctor. If you have a good relationship with your doctor, find out what would be good for you to have as an ideal weight so that you are healthy and so that you can look forward to those older years being vibrant and healthy and not um, bogged down by health issues. So find a way. Go ahead, Glenn. No, I was, yeah, just okay. one minute. Find a way to get your weight there. And uh, and that can be diet, that can be exercise. Can be we'll both. elaborate on this Oh, after, we're going to go into that. But cutting back, how to do that. I've done it different ways for for the many years that I've been having to maintain my weight. And before we get into the details about diet and all of that, because there are a lot of important details that we'll be getting to on the second side of the break, I just wanted to put in a placeholder and mention something about uh, expectations. Mm-hmm. This should take several months, maybe even a, a couple year. years. Yeah, give yourself it a could, year. It took me two years. Yeah, give yourself a year to, to see some results. We're so... We are so oriented in this country to instant results, and you see all this stuff on TV um, that's way too quick. But anyway, we we need to be decent to ourselves. We need to be kind to ourselves. We need to be practical and have good expectations. So bear that in mind. Nothing we're saying is like a lose all this weight in ten days. Oh thing. gosh, no! For if anything, I learned in all of this. This this truly is a lifestyle. This isn't a just, let's, you know, pay my 50 bucks. I'm sorry, pay my hundred bucks and do a little diet program and lose the weight. And now we can go back to eating burgers. No, this is a lifestyle choice, much like prepping is a lifestyle choice. So we'll talk about it more after the break, how to find a way to get to your ideal weight and then prep towards that for success. So, um, Don't go away, folks. Um, We have so much more to talk about and tell you about um, some great folks that help us out here at Prepping 2.0. Don't go away. More Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love new mana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. New mana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. 
Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. <laughs> coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Old, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com when the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. Com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to take a slight timeout intermission from the topic of today. I want to tell you about a follow-up email that I got from a listener. His name is Mitch. Regarding last week's episode about chickens. Picking up chicks. Picking up chicks. That was a fun episode. That was fun. And our chicks are getting bigger, and they're starting to look like gangly teenagers that have... Feathers and, and bad attitudes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he wrote in talking about how he was a city guy. He moved his family to the country. They got chickens. And at about 3 a.m. one day, they woke up to a bright light in their window, looked outside, and the chicken coop was fully engulfed in flames. And the reason being is because of the heat lamp. And we talked Hmm. about using heat lamps to help keep your chickens warm. This actually happens from heat lamps more often than you would think. So if you use a heat lamp, which we do, make double, triply, super sure it is secure. And I'm not just saying secure like it's not going to fall, but like what happens if a chicken flaps around and knocks it down, which is what happens, or flaps around and breaks it. And that's happened to us as well. Find a way to um, secure it and be super vigilant. There's other heating elements as well. And the best place I can recommend is the chicken chick. She's very anti-heat lamp and has other products that might help you out to heat up your chicken coop. But I just thought that was worth mentioning from last week. Save yourself a house fire. There you go. And if your chicken coop is super close to your house, yes, you can burn your house down. So um want to also give a big shout out to some great folks that um, support us here at Prepping 2.0. Real quick, I want to give a quick shout out to U.S. Law Shield, Jared Savick. You can find him at redstate-realtors.com. Katie Armour, Backwoods Home Magazine, My Kind CBD, Numana Foods. You can also find Lizzie McDaniel at redstate-realtors.com under the state of Tennessee. Going back, you can find Jared under Montana. 
all of our friends and affiliates can be found on our website at prepping2-0.com. Look at friends and affiliates. There's some great coupon codes over there as well. So let's go back into our topic. Oh, you have something really cool to talk about. I do. I have two things to talk about. First of all, I'd like to let you know that there's a device you can get that can make your collapse go a whole lot better. And that would be EMP Shield. You can get a device, it's an electronic device, that actually protects whatever you wire it into from EMP damage. And so that is one of those huge game changers. I mean, economic collapses are not, you know, deadly, but an EMP strike could be deadly if your stuff gets zapped. So don't let that happen. And also, oh, by the way, uh, prepping2-0.com, friends and affiliates page on there. You can click on the EMP Shield logo and there's a coupon code and you can go ahead and get yourself one and get uh, way, way big discounts on that. Also, we are doing our spotlight, our podcast of the week on the Firearms Radio Network. We are proud members of the Firearms Radio Network. Uh, network, I guess, is what it would be. And uh, this week's one we're going to talk about is Talking Lead slash AK Corner. It's really two podcasts in one. Talking Lead is about guns, and they have some good prepping topics on there, too. And then AK Corner, they also do that one, and that's about, of all things, AKs. And it's if you want to drill down on some of the details of AK stuff, it's very, very well done. So go ahead and check out Talking Lead slash AK Corner on Firearms Radio Network. Awesome. So let's jump back into our topic, um, talking about how to get to an ideal prepper fit. I'm not just talking. That's that's. We'll get off the BMI topic. Just get to a good prepper fit. Just so you're functional and you right. can do all the increased activity you're going to be doing in the collapse as it unfolds even more. That's all we're talking about. Take we're not talking your about health. Yeah. We're not talking about bodybuilding. We're not talking about extreme diets. We're very, very practical here. Right. You need to be able to, as I mentioned, chop wood, do patrols, grow food. You just need to be able to do more stuff than you currently have to do. Right. I think that's the best way to describe what prepper fit is. Well, and those, and again, if you're able to do that now in preparation for the collapse, and we don't have a collapse, or suddenly we have a great, somebody hits the reset button and this all goes away that we're experiencing. The right? good reset button, not the, the one no, that they have. <laughs> no, you know, suddenly, you know, hits a delete button like from, uh, anyway, um, from the movie where the little zapper thing, Men in Black, there you go. And we all go back. Um, then you are just going to have a really awesome, healthy, older years. Put aside the collapse. You're going to just be able to enjoy all the things you want to enjoy. So when you find that success, though, what works for you and helping keeping you fit? And we'll talk about what I do here in a little bit. Then you prep towards it. For example, let's talk about that, Glenn. You bet. Yeah. So let's say you uh, change your diet, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. a little bit more. Then what you need to do is do your food storage around your new diet. Mm-hmm. You need to have probably low carb stuff in your food preps. Um, by the way, you'll be having others mm-hmm. eating your food. And so don't turn everything into a bunch of freeze dried kale because that's, that's gross. That's gross. And <laughs> you're, you're going to have other people that probably will not appreciate freeze dried kale. In fact, when there are no cops around and no prosecutors, they'll probably shoot you in the head for trying to make them eat freeze dried kale. And nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. So, and here's a good example. We, we've talked about this for a long time. Glenn Tate is gluten free. He's gluten intolerant. You have an allergic reaction when you have gluten, not good for you. So we've always geared our our preps towards gluten-free foods like uh, rice, um, gluten-free wheat, uh, oatmeal oatmeal instead of for breakfast. Now we have beans, beans, we all of those things. Think of what we just said. We have become more keto centric. We'll talk about that, what that means in a little bit. All of those things I just named are high carbs. Mm hmm. So does that mean, uh-oh, pitch it all? Yeah, let's throw away thousands of dollars worth of food, Glenn. Why not? Because we're on well, a new diet. Why not? Well, number one, as I mentioned, other people around you may eat foods that you're not going to eat. For example, everyone else in our household loves gluten. I call them glutenists in which they Even are, though you are the glutenist because you hate gluten. I know. I'm the hater. But I, I just, I, I like saying ist after something because it makes whatever you're 
saying seem like a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you get to enjoy pizza crust and hamburger buns makes you a bad person. Do I enjoy them, though? No, nope. we'll get into that. Yes, we will. That's right. But So that's number one. And number two, we're going to talk about diets and how less carbs are better. But um, in a collapse situation, don't try to do the freeze-dried kale. I mean, if you've got rice noodles, for example. You're going to need those carbs. You're going to need the carbs because you're what? Chopping wood, walking patrols, and growing food. And so don't take peacetime dietary preferences and turn it into collapse time uh, essentials. Don't don't try to duplicate. We talk about this in our in our food preps 2.0 episodes. We've done four of them, by the way. We talk about not trying to duplicate peacetime food when it comes to the collapse. Now you need to be um, used to the food you're going to eat during the collapse. So there's there's an adjustment period certainly. But for example, if you really like goat cheese. Um, and then there's no electricity, so there's no refrigeration, goat cheese is a terrible idea. So that's just an example of not trying to duplicate peacetime stuff. So what we're going to say is is ideal, this low-carb stuff, is ideal for um, the current situation, and then you prep for it, and hopefully you're able to have lower-carb foods in the collapse, but don't hold yourself to that. And by the way, nothing we say is going to be um, convincing to you when all you have to eat is oatmeal and rice. You're not going to say, well, I I remember episode 190 of Prepping 2.0 and Glenn and Shelby said not to eat this food. I'm going to starve to death. Nobody's going to say that. And we're not saying that. No. Certainly not. Please don't starve to death. So two things in that. Prep towards it, and I'm going to give you an example of that here in just a moment. Um, But if you have like a special diet, like you're allergic to kiwi fruit. For the love. Mm. Don't put kiwi fruit in your preps. You know what I mean? If there's a difference between having dietary preferences and, and severe allergies that yeah. are health related. So w- prep what you eat and as much as you can. And just know, especially on dietary, like trying to keep your weight down, that will all go out the window at some degree. I'll still, just because I'm in the habit, lean towards keto. But as when I spell that out later, I'm going to talk about that later. It's a lot easier than you think. So um, also your special supplements. We've talked about Great that point. before. Prep all of your vitamins. Prep those things. Gosh, if we learned anything from COVID, it's having all of those key vitamins and supplements on hand because they boost our immune system and, and give us longevity. More and more studies are coming out right now. Ivermectin is a prevent, is, it's on the NIH website of all places. Preventative to colon cancer. It's a preventative, it's a prevent. All you have to do is put it in their website and, and do a search and you're going to see all the major health benefits of ivermectin. It's, it's crazy. So all of those supplements that we're taking now, the quercetin, the vitamin C, the um, zinc, all of those things, keep those going. Because during this collapse, who knows how many more variants are going to come popping up. And those are all things that are good for us in our older years. Do you have any thoughts on that at all, Glenn? I do not. I I take about 30 supplements a day that Shelby um, has researched and provides for me. And I'm very thankful that she does it. By the way, we need to fill up the pill containers tonight. Oh, yes, we do. So (laughs) that takes me about a half an hour every week Mm -hmm. to do that. So so just get, get... Get your mind wrapped around this is all the good health things. Um, So let me talk to you about my history of food. (laughs) And I think this will help people. So back in 2010, when when I'm like, I'm so sick, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of being this weight and having five different sizes in my closet. And and you feel ugly. You feel gross. You, yeah, nothing fits right. All of that, that if you've ever been in that position, you feel, you just feel awful. So this is the first, when I, in 2010, I started on a New Year's Day, you know, uh, resolution to do some things that I had had given me success in the past, one of them being calorie counting. And I restricted myself to 1,200 calories a day. I was doing no exercise, 1,200 calories a day. And um, and that was kind of it. And, and avoiding sugar. Really hard to do that when you have young kids to fully avoid sugar and to avoid um, processed flour, white flour, white rice, all of the whites. You've heard that before. But I did it. And then I also 
um, did kind of an emotion check on myself and that if I have, if I have a bad day or if I cheat, the next day's a new day. You just start all over again. And I also did not weigh myself for six weeks because <laughs> you can play a mind game with yourself. Um, this is a long, this is a marathon. This isn't a sprint. So I did about nine years of calorie counting. How was that? Was that, that was, enjoyable? It was not. And was I, it effective? And it, and it makes you mad. Well, you know why? Because I'm watching people, skinny people, eat cheesecake. And I'm like, if I eat one piece of that cheesecake, that's 1,200 calories. I can't do that. I will blow up. This is what I was doing this whole time. I was trying to, I, I would maximize my calories. What can I eat that tastes super, super good that's low in calories? Guess what? Peaches. Peaches are so good. They're sweet. They're like nature's candy. Um, I would eat a lot of uh, carrots and celery. I would eat um, just low-calorie fruits and vegetables. Well, though all of those things are high in carbs. I would gain weight eating 1,200 calories of basically a fruit and vegetable diet. And it, and it made me mad at myself because my metabolism was, I just felt like I'm so, I'm just messed up. I can't lose weight by eating fruit. What in the heck is wrong with me? And then I started, it was about a year and a half ago, I started doing intermittent fasting and I used an app to do it and jump in. You, you were surprised at this in the middle of all your chemo stuff. You were impressed by what happened. So I was doing intermittent fasting where I basically um, would have a small breakfast and a lunch and I skipped dinner and I would fast for 16 hours a day. And it was good for me. It was good discipline. And I lost about 15 pounds. And that was, that was one of those variant times where my weight had been a little higher and I was able to bring it down just by fasting. And you got to eat essentially whatever you want. Yeah. Now, you, you chose not to eat high carbs. I mean, so it was a high lot calorie. of- High calorie. Yeah. Well, yeah. Same thing. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. And so you were eating all kinds of, you were eating steak, you were eating bacon, and it was this fasting thing. I'm telling you, there's something to it. I've not tried it. I get very hangry when I don't eat. And with work and stuff like that, I have to be on top of my game at all times because the phone rings and somebody needs me to do something kind of important in their lives. And so I, I just, I haven't, uh, candidly, I haven't done the fasting thing, um, but it, it was remarkably effective. And it, I remember when I first met you, you were still counting calories. And running about five miles a day. Yeah. And and we'll talk about exercise mm -hmm. too here in a moment. But um, I remember how much effort you put in to calorie counting, you were constantly on your phone looking up how many calories stuff had. And I, I thought that was very disciplined and I thought it was very laudable. But just from an observer standpoint, I could tell how much work it was mm -hmm. and how disruptive it was and how you couldn't just have a good time or eat something fun. It was always calorie counting. Right. And so we do not recommend calorie counting. No, we don't. Big thumbs down. So I started doing intermittent fasting and I used, and I'm getting no kickback, so I'm saying this, I used an app called Fastic and in their little- How do you spell that? Fast, F-A-S-T-I-C, Fastic. Mm -hmm. And in their, one of their little daily little, you know, youthful- Tutorials. Tutorials for the day, presented the idea of keto. And keto being, by doing fasting, you're after, after a certain number of hours after you've stopped eating, your body goes into ketosis where it starts sloughing off and consuming dead cells. So it, your body's regenerating in that ketosis time. Not only are you losing weight because you're in ketosis, you're now, now in a- Your body's feeding on your own fat. You're, and you're getting rid of those sloughing off cells and regenerating yourself, and you're putting yourself in a heightened sense of healing, of regenerating, which is really a good thing when you're older, and so I started doing keto and that's what I discovered. I'm like, I can eat what? Mm -hmm. On I can eat cheese. bacon <laughs> and I don't have to count really calories anymore. I can eat cheese. I can eat a lot of cheese. I eat a lot of cheese now. Mm -hmm. I, for, I'm make it, making, making up for all the years that I restricted my cheese intake. I, um, there's things I can't eat now. I can't eat pizza crust, but I, I can't eat sugar. I can't eat, you all know high, what? High in carbs. All high in carbs and calories. But there's a lot of good um, substitutes that 
I have found for that. And I'll tell you what, I will eat keto ice cream any darn day mm-hmm. after years it's and really years. Good. After years and years of not being able to eat any ice cream. So when people say keto is restrictive, they don't under I don't think you understand keto fully because there's a lot that you can eat on keto. So what I have discovered is I'm eating about um, generally on a, on a fasting day when I'm doing keto, about 1,800 calories a day. I'm eating a lot more and a lot of foods that I really love, and I'm keeping the weight off. And I'm doing not much exercising right now. I'm doing a lot of moving still. Go ahead, Glenn. Yeah, and as far as diet goes, I can tell my diet story, and it's, it's pretty similar, but it's different. I uh, basically told myself, and this is going to sound weird, that I could actually tell myself something so absurd and kind of halfway believe it, even though I knew it was absurd. I remember I, I walked into a Walmart and I saw a bunch of Halloween candy and I said to myself, refined sugar is rat poison. And, and it really is when you look at it keto. Is, it kind of so, is, yeah. When you look out there at some of the keto information, high fructose corn syrup based sugar, it really is poisonous to you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I just started cutting out sugar and to an extent carbs. This was before I was gluten intolerant, so I could actually eat those carbs. Um, and it worked really, really well. And simultaneously, and this I think is our segue into the exercising topic. Mm-hmm. I started, well, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I started doing CrossFit, which was amazing. Um, I got so in shape and so trim, it was, it was unbelievable. Now it was hard to do at first, especially when you don't have a left pectoral muscle. I was born without one. Um, push-ups, I fall on my face when I'm going down. And uh, I, I had to do things with two different weights, a lighter one for my left side, which always was weird. Um, uh, but anyway, um, it, it was possible to do, there was a great gym near my house that was open early in the morning and I could go there and do it. I currently don't have one near us in our small little town. And so I can't do it, but um, I'm getting what we call crop fit, which means just living on a, on a homestead, you get, uh, you get fit doing all kinds of things. So exercise is key, but if you have to start, you should start with diet because that yeah. is, that is the one thing. thing at a time. Kind of, kind yeah. of thinking too, you can't do it all at once. One thing at a time, conquer one. Besides starting with diet, you're taking out the poison. Literally the sugar is poison. You're taking it out of your system. And if you had to choose one between diet and exercise, I would choose diet because if you're doing CrossFit, but you're eating 100 Snicker bars a day, you're really not doing yourself any good. All you're doing is you're staying physically trim, and that's not good for your blood sugar. So if you have to choose one, and a great place to start would be just cutting carbs out. I know everybody will tell you to do that, but Shelby and I are living proof that it works. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um let me jump in here, though. We only have a couple minutes left. The cool thing about keto, and I will advocate for it, there's several benefits. One, it's not like I got to go buy a diet book and go buy a bunch of um, kale a, recipes, right? And I don't, and I don't need to buy like a a, a program. I don't have to spend right, Marie right, Osmond, right? I don't need to buy prepackaged foods. It simply is a lifestyle. It is, it's crazy. It's high fat, high protein. Low carb. So things like chicken, beef, fish, and then low carb vegetables and fruit, which are your salads, which are, would you see a lot of zucchini blech, in a <laughs> keto yeah, it's disgusting. Um, Eggs, lots of eggs. Um, which are delicious. Cheese. Uh, there's also what's really good trying to do carb uh, keto now as opposed to five years ago is a thousand times easier because there's been this new invention you see it everywhere called monk fruit sweetener m-o-n-k fruit sweetener it's a special f- not fruit. monkey pox but or, monk or monks hum yeah, yeah it's not like um that. and guess what they sell that by the big old bag full at costco so if you're going to prep for it every time i go to costco i try to grab one or two bags of that to put in my preps because I'd like to have some of that instead of sugar. So um, there's that. The other thing that more and more evidence is coming out from keto advocates and studies is one, because you're, there's such a huge uh, cut in sugar, sugar feeds cancer. 
Carbs feed cancer. So when you have our household like we do, where we are um, recovering from, we're recovered from cancer and we want to maintain that, we're cutting sugar. It's it's a great motivator to not have um, a Snickers bar. Absolutely. Um, The other thing, though, too, is there's so many other flour, especially when you're looking at, oh, I I really love my bread. I really and that's where we're struggling a little bit in our household is finding some good bread recipes to make some of the fun things. We've had a lot of hits, a few misses. They tend to the misses tend to look like hockey pucks at the bottom of your garbage can. Am I right? Yep. Based on a true story. Based on a true story. How do we feel about the chicken crusted pizza? It's amazing. Instead of pizza crust with flour, it's a pizza crust with ground chicken. And it is a meat pie. Delicious. It's a meat pie. And when the teenager says, I want more of that, mom, mm-hmm. that's we know it's a good deal on that one. So there's lots of good alternatives. And let me throw this out there. For those of you who are like, no, I want some more information. I want to see what you do, Shelby, for some of your recipes or some of your ideas for keto. I'll put them up on social media. But we, I could do a VBS on this. I could, for our Patreon supporters, I could do some other things to talk more about keto. But as a prepper, getting in the habit of staying away from carbs that I don't need right now is a good habit. Now, when I'm out there running and gunning, um, I'll need those carbs. Here's where my, and I'll leave you with this inspiration. Glenn and I yesterday were moving heavy things. We were moving mm-hmm. three uh, three freezers, chest freezers and a refrigerator. Among other things. With a friend of ours who I, who I would guess is about 10 years older than me. And he was shocked at what he kept, he said over and over again, you are strong, Shelby, or he was using my real name, but... He was shocked at my age and that I was able to do the kind of lifting that I was able to do yesterday. And that's because I take care of myself. So any final thoughts, though, before I kind of close this out here? No, I will just tease the after show and let you know that we're going to talk about that. So Shelby, why don't you tell folks what we're going to talk about in the after show? So we've given you a lot of information about the why and how of getting prepper fit. You'll hear us say that all the time in this short regular show. You can complete your knowledge and round it out with the second half of this topic in the after show available exclusively for Patreon supporters. If you want to find out how to do that, go to prepping2-0.com and click on the orange Patreon button and learn how to become a Patreon supporter if you aren't already. And let's be honest, you really should be. Am I right? Absolutely. It's a couple bucks a month and you get so much more out of this show. If you're listening to the regular show, especially repeatedly listening to the regular show, you're the kind of person that's going to benefit greatly from the after show and you get all kinds of ways to interact with us we do comments we we ask for suggestions for show topics oh, we have great videos too so folks from benjamin franklin you know failing to prepare is preparing to fail have a great week everyone adios you've been listening to prepping 2.0 with authors glenn tate and shelby gallagher all the information you've heard today including all our previous shows is online at prepping 2-0.com Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.